Welcome back to Health Check. I'm Heidi Godman. We've been speaking all hour with Dr. Courtney Simmons. She is a pain management specialist with Sarasota Memorial Healthcare System in the pain management program. And we've been talking all about this really great free lecture series that is coming up. And I'll remind you about that in just a minute. Give them a call now if you want to register, 917-7777. whole bunch of lectures coming up next week and the week after going to be really great and and it's free which i gosh who can turn that down it's absolutely free so we are talking with courtney about osteoarthritis and what you can do to manage the pain of osteoarthritis if you're out there with aching knees or hips or hands or back and you're thinking there is nothing i could do then you are you're going to be very happy to learn that there's plenty you can do courtney and i were talking about lifestyle changes that you can make that can help now we want to talk about the different therapies that are available and and probably everybody just assumes well it's going to be a pill but that's not always the first line of treatment right exactly sometimes pills are not what people want to try and they want to try things such as injections and so that's actually something that we do a lot of in our practice And usually what we'll start out with doing is after we've gotten some x-rays and images and made sure that we have the correct diagnosis, we'll start out with just steroid injections. So that's usually when people say, you know, they've had a cortisone shot. Mm -hmm. So that is sometimes uh, one of the modalities we'll try. And usually people can get up to three months of relief, three to four months of relief from that type of injection. But it's not intended to be a permanent treatment. I mean, you can't go on the rest of your life getting steroid injections every three months, right? Right. So that's the thing. Unfortunately, um, unlike other types of um, arthritis, there aren't any medications or injections that will really sort of stop the progression of your arthritis or sort of stop it from being there. Um, It's just symptom management and sort of making sure that you can function adequately. Mm -hmm. All right. So it gives you an opportunity, though, to get that pain relieved if you get a steroid injection in your shoulder or your elbows or not elbows, your hips or somewhere. Right. And then you could go get physical therapy. Tell us about the role of physical therapy in treating osteoarthritis. So physical therapy is great because if you're not sort of in the habit of doing um, exercises, there are experts there that can sort of tailor um, a program with you with stretches, things you can do at home. Um, specifically at our Institute for Advanced Medicine facility, we have an aqua therapy program that's really helpful for people with arthritis because you can actually get in the water and that takes the gravity off your joints and things that you couldn't do on land, you can actually do in the water and it has a long lasting effect on pain when you get out. Mm, all right. So physical therapy also can help absorb Uh, or help the muscles build up so that they can absorb the pain, right? When you're putting the pressure on that, how does that work? Uh, Well, a lot of times with osteoarthritis, one of our goals is um, weight loss in certain instances. So physical therapy can sort of help to spur that on so that you can do those um, exercises such as walk um, that will lead to sort of weight loss. And then, you know, just stabilization of your core and things of that nature, sort of providing a framework um, for those different joints can lead to some some pain relief. Okay. And then there's something you can do where you can sort of turn the nerves off, or not all the way off, but just kind of a little bit off. Right, exactly. So that's called radiofrequency ablation. And oftentimes people who might have had steroid injections that didn't really last that long or weren't that particularly helpful, um, we'll go on to have a radiofrequency ablation. And what that is, is we'll actually 
um, do a test initially, which sort of targets those nerves that supply the different joint. Right now, we do a lot of them at the knee. It's called a genicular nerve block. We'll block those um, joints with numbing medication. If you get relief, then you'll come back to the office and we'll use a needle that the tip heats up. And the tip of the needle will go right at that nerve that supplies the knee joint. It will um, burn the nerve, but only temporary, usually lasts six months to a year. Um, and then there you go. A lot of that pain will go away. But then you have to have it done again? So you do. But six months to a year is a long period of time. Um, and some people do find that um, to be more attractive than, say, a more permanent solution would be like a joint replacement with an orthopedic doctor. Mm-hmm, sure, yeah. Or at least it could stave it off a little bit until you're in a position where you can do that because there is a long recovery period when you do have a joint replacement. Right, exactly. And if you think about it, I tell people with you know chronic pain, it's not just one thing that's going to lead to tolerable pain levels. You might have to do multiple things. So you might get the um, injection so that you can do physical therapy, which might help. And then you might take a Tylenol from time to time. You might start to lose weight. And all of these things will lead to sort of increase in function and a tolerable level of pain. Now, what about the injections of the synovial fluid, the synthetic synovial fluid? Yeah, Didn't exactly. they used to make that from like the rooster? Chicken, chicken, chicken. chicken. That, that red uh, wiggly thingy. Right, on, on the, the chicken, chicken. Co- I think it's called a comb, a yes, chicken yes. comb, exactly. And so that's a sort of fluid that is supposed to um, mimic synovial fluid, which is the fluid that coats our joints um, and provide a cushion for the joints. So if your cartilage has been all eaten away, um, that could be particularly helpful when you move around. What have, what have you noticed with people who get those? Does it really help? So usually if you're a good candidate and you're not too far along, it can last up to six months, mm-hmm. which is really, you know, helpful for people. Sure, sure. All right. So these are uh, there are a lot of different things that you can do, but all of them are temporary. Right. So, so really, oh, oh and we got to just talk about medications for But then I want to talk about prevention. But medications, uh, what about medications? Because this is something that then you're talking about for the long term. Right. So we talked a little bit about how over-the-counter agents such as Tylenol and Aleve and Advil are an option. But then in 2010, the FDA approved a medication called Deloxetine or Cymbalta to be used for musculoskeletal pain. A lot of studies showed that people with hip and knee pain did particularly well with this medication. So traditionally, it's prescribed as an antidepressant, but at much lower doses, it helps people with joint pain, and it's something that can be taken long-term. Why do we think? What's it doing? So the thing is that Cymbalta, this particular drug, works with the chemicals in our brain. So perhaps what it does is it sort of stops or uh, deals with pain from the top, from our brain. So you might still have the arthritis and the pain in your joints, but what the signals that are leading to pain and having you to acknowledge it might be blocked when you use a drug like that. And then I have to ask, because we have an opioid crisis in our country, what about the use of opioids? So the thing is, you know, there is a um, justified level of fear with the use of opioids, depending on what um, the indication is. But in some cases, it's necessary that we use a low dose of opioids. And depending on what's going on, um, a patient will be assessed to determine whether that would be helpful. All right. So some people do use them. And and I mean, I, I was just interviewing a doctor who said the opioid crisis is real, but you know, some people are too frightened of it. And then that means that they can never use opioids. And that is not necessarily the situation that in a very supervised situation, there might be situations where it's okay. Exactly. Because just as we do tailored care with every individual, everyone wouldn't get the same type of treatment. Um, And if opioids are warranted, 
um, then they might be helpful. It might be. But usually, pretty much, it's going to be a combination of a lot of different things. And then I bet you have a lot of happy customers. Tell me about some success stories you've seen of people coming to the pain management program at SMH and, and then getting relief. So there's a lot of different um, success stories that I would say, but I think in particular as it relates to arthritis, it's really people who undergo some of these joint injections and sort of the ablation and the burning of the nerves that are most happy because six months to a year um, can be quite significant when you wake up in the morning and you don't have sort of that stiffness and pain and you can sort of walk with your grandchildren and not have to sit down. So those are the stories that we usually hear. And uh, usually we hear them via phone because people don't end up coming back into the office <laughs> after they have these things done. Right. I got to dance at my son's wedding or I got to go play with my grandchildren, as you're talking about. Exactly. Yeah, yeah those are wonderful stories. Well, I want to thank you so very much. And if there is a, a word of advice about prevention and keeping these things from occurring, what would you tell people listening right now? So I would say that just being educated on osteoarthritis and knowing what it is and knowing what kind of diet and exercise to do is part of the first step of the battle. Um, I would say that, you know, go to the Internet, ask your friends. Those are actually good resources at times and figure out what's going on. Um, and if it becomes too um, burdensome, then seek out help from a pain doctor such as myself. And how do you know if you need help from a pain management specialist? If you stop being able to do the things that you regularly like to do, then that's when you need to start coming to see us. When it's interfering with your life. Exactly. All right. I want to thank you so much, Dr. Courtney Simmons, a pain management specialist with SMH, for coming today. So great to see you. And I, I really appreciate all the advice that you've given us today. Thank you.